expect Casey to try to put a little something extra on the slider here. Sun comes out from behind the cloud, and suddenly we have sunshine covering the infield. A 1-2 pitch to the plate. Swing and a miss! He struck him out! He struck him out! He struck him out! Aggies are going to the Comet World Series! And howdy, welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. Uh, this is going to be your co-host, Rob White, fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2014. And this is Roy May fighting Texas Aggie class of 2015 coming to you uh, remotely and say we are socially distanced today. Yeah, unfortunately, there was a, a bit bit of an exposure leak, uh, not on my half, but <laughs> yeah, it's, man, kids are dirty. You know, schools are just bacteria, you know, farms anyways. <clears throat> but yeah, it's whatever. It so, is what it uh, is. But I'll, t- you know, I'll take the proper precautions and. You know, even though I'm negative and like it's (laughs) she's negative, but she still can't go back to school. It's like it's 10 days regardless. (laughs) So I don't do it. I don't whatever, man. I'm hearing you coughing over there. I'm glad you're over there and not here. (laughs) Oh, shut up. (laughs) Went down the wrong pipe. Uh Sure. That's what we all say. (laughs) Well, no, I like we live in a world right now where you're scared to cough in public, right? Oh, you're not wrong. I mean, I went out and went to the dentist earlier today and I knew. That if I went in and had even a little bit of a cough, they were going to be like, you need to go home. I'm like, no, I need to get my teeth worked on. Damn it. Let's get this done. Well, I was laughing. Uh, uh, I was laughing about it the other day. It's, it's like Friday or Saturday. We were uh, in the CP working, trying to get everything together to complete all the competition stuff uh, for the right. reserve, for my reserve training. And uh, and I coughed. You know, I had my mask on. I coughed. I put my hand up over my, my face. I was like, Wait, are you still supposed to cover your mouth now? If your mouth is covered when you cough, what do I do here? That's it's like, real question. It's like a re- it's, it's like a reaction because you know you grow up learning to cover your mouth when you cough. Oh yeah. Uh, but <laughs> enough talking about weird COVID stuff. But apologize for uh, for missing last week. I ended up uh, I had uh, five day um, Army Reserves duty that ended up taking me about seven days. I had two days of prep and, and just got way too busy with it. Um, unfortunately, couldn't go through, you know, some of the basketball stuff with the women. Uh, unfortunate to see them uh, finally lose, but um, yeah, you know, what, a season. what a season. I mean, it was a great season. It just felt like they did kind of lose a little bit of steam down the stretch. And you just felt that every game, you know, we were just kind of skirting by barely, barely making it work during the tournament. And it just, it wasn't the same energy that we had seen down the stretch. Now, granted, you had an incredible walk-off, you know, buzzer beater, which is always a ton of fun. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't enough to really make a significant impact in the term. Well, I mean, you're living on the edge, you know, your right. first two rounds. And and I get it. Like, these are all tournament teams. And and sometimes it's, it's a matchup deal. I mean, the way Troy play, plays basketball is, is just a, a whole a whole different approach. Right. You know, it's, it's like the old days of Arkansas, the 60 minutes or, or excuse me, uh, 40 minutes of hell they used to do, you know, where they press for the entire game. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and, and, you know, you come back after the Troy game, you come back and win that. And then the next game you come back and win. And you're seeing the team win um, in games that honestly they're not playing real well. And these two amazing late comebacks, you're starting to think, all right, maybe this is one of those teams of destiny thing. But then they ran into a buzzsaw. You know, mm-hmm. um, once you get to that point of the tournament, you know, you're facing some big dog teams. And, and Arizona just – I thought I thought Arizona basically dominated the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, every aspect of the game. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get really much of a chance to watch it. Um, I was uh, busy watching and getting ready for the UFC fight because uh, that was going on that night. Uh, you know, heavyweight title bout. Yeah, I, which... I, 
it was wild. Oh, I didn't get to watch that. I didn't get to watch the whole game because the cell service was terrible where we were. So I caught, um, right. like we, I sent all the soldiers out to land now. So then I just, mm-hmm. you know, they're out in the woods breaking brush and looking for points. I'm just sitting there, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just waiting for them to come back. Um, but, uh, hopefully come back. <laughs> and, uh, so you know, like, I watched what my phone would allow me to watch. Uh, I mean, I watched a decent amount. I probably, I watched over half of the game, but, uh, you know, again, you know, what's done is done. I, I just a, a great season for the, for the girls. And, um, Oh, for sure. And we respect them. And of course, coach Blair and all, all that they do over there. I mean, just great program all around classy program. And they, they did what they were supposed to do. Um, just wasn't quite enough to get us over the hump this year to you know get a 10 year repeat, but it uh, is what inter- it is. Yeah. I'll be interested. I'll, I'll be, I'll be following along this off season, see how that works. Cause I know he, I mean, he was starting three transfers. So I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see, you know, if, if Gary, uh, you know, really dips back into that transfer market. I think he showed that, um, you know, he's capable of doing it. You know, you have the kids that he recruited and have been in the system and then you bring in three kids from three different schools and you still see success. So right. I, it'll be interesting to see that moving forward, but yeah. But, so that's that. And obviously yeah. we don't need to talk about the men's tournament. So um, <laughs> that much was going on there, except for yeah. two teams from the Texas have made the final four. Neither one of them are either one of the flagship institutions. So yeah. take that for what well, it's worth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, well, Baylor basketball, what a dirty program. Well, um, well between Baylor I, and U of H, I mean, between I think the two of those Cougar high all day. I think it's so cool to see Cougar High back, man. It's like five slam a jamma days. So I mean, what I, was it, eighty four? The last time they made it, yeah, eighties, like with Drexler and mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I, I'm, I think it's fun. I'll probably hop on the on the U of H uh, bandwagon just for you know if, if I watch the games. I, I found that even the game last night was a Baylor was last night, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I just had it on like Arkansas. In the yeah, I turned it on. I was like, okay, right on basketball. And then I just found myself doing everything but watching it. So I had to chuckle whenever I went into the thing. Me and my buddy Matt, when we had a conversation about it, it said, good news. Uh, Baylor won. Bad news, Baylor won. Because it was Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it was good news that Arkansas lost, but Baylor had to win. So it's like, yeah, I don't care for either one of those programs, man. Um, I, I don't like Arkansas. Uh, just because of the rivalry for me, you know, sure. it's, it's going, going back to Southwest conference days. Right. I don't like, I don't like Baylor for a lot of reasons that have nothing to do with, you know, with the Southwest conference. Oh, no doubt. Um, I mean, that, Baylor that program, yeah, that, that, that program is dirty. Scott drew is dirty. Uh, what they allowed to happen with Art Bryles, all while painting them with the brush of being a Baptist institution. And as a Southern Baptist myself, it makes me want to barf. Yes, so, it wasn't I get it that it's everywhere, but they play such the high and mighty righteous game when they're no different. Athletics right. drives the bus. Oh, and everybody knows it. So, so they just refuse to say it out loud. Oh, for sure. So we had a chance to really kind of start conference play in the sticks. If we're you know, we're going to jump in on those. And yeah, so- yeah, let's get let's get into baseball and softball because we're deep in it now. Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're into the meat of things now. So you know, if you want to get things started, kind of with softball. Two weekends, and frankly, I would say things are looking very much up considering where we were going to start the year. I'll tell you what, of the two programs right now, the upward trajectory is greater for softball right now than it is for baseball. I agree. Because 
Um, so there was no midweek game. And so we'll go back. So I, I previewed the LSU series. And then, you know, unfortunately with Army and everything just got busy. So yeah. there was no midweek game, but they went to LSU and they were able to nick one. And we said that would be big, right? right? And they were even able to nick the first one. So then you're pretty excited. You know, maybe we can pull one off here or there. LSU is a good program. LSU is sure. a really good softball team. And it was but, on the road. And and on the road, none of them were blowouts, though. L, you know, A&M didn't get the other two games they didn't get blown out of the water and no. so you know it was it was good softball against a quality opponent um and so you you win two one and then you go uh one six one four and your two losses those are not bad losses on the road to what at the time was what was it they're like number 12 i think right you have a top so level have, program right so you go one and two in a series though so you lose the series and you know you never know it's just athletes that you know are they even though they won a game? Are they kind of down in the dumps about it? You don't have that midweek bounce back opportunity. They come back, they get to come home, and they get South Carolina. And South Carolina is ranked twenty three when they come to Aggieland, and right. we we swept we swept off the diamond, which is and, awesome. And that was one of those where what you saw at LSU going one and two against a top fifteen team, you go okay, maybe we can win this South Carolina series. And they open up Friday night with a six three win, and it was a pretty convincing six three win. I mean, they looked good, um, you know, got themselves out a couple jams, and then you get to uh, uh, the Saturday game, and they blow their doors off. Right. They beat them ten to two, and then you come back Sunday and you get that all important sweep. And so I, I was. I'm really impressed with what's going on with the softball team right now. I really am. Um, they, they, they still seem like they're struggling to find a, a second arm that's consistent. Um, Pey- Peyton's good, but she's had some some location issues. Uh, Grace Uribe is a freshman, so you, you just you know part of that's just get you know being there and having more experience and and throwing more in those situations. Um, then obviously you have McKenzie, you know Herzog, who's who's your ace, you know, going away. So I, what they really they've got to find another arm. Sure. Um, and and uh, and the bats just got to keep doing what they're doing. It's timely hitting. Um, you're starting to see power uh, around the lineup as opposed to just Haley Lee. So you've you've got um, you've got the makings there on the offense. Uh, you know, if if and and there's some fielding stuff, but uh, you know, the, again, it's a young team, so you got you're you're going to see fielding errors when you have freshmen and sophomores, you know, it, it, especially on the dirt. Um, but but they're picking themselves up. They're it, they're having fun, man. You watch this team; they're really having a blast play. And even uh, even LSU, uh, you know, the Saturday or no, it was the Sunday Monday game. That's right, because the series was uh, it got started shifted. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean. Even in a loss, you know, they're not hanging their heads. The body language is good. You know, they're sure. there to compete. Um, you know, the, the, the Monday game, um, it just it kind of just squeaked away from them. It really did. So I, I thought they were really on the cusp of winning that series. And then, again, South Carolina comes to town and they sweep them like it's nothing. So so what so what we're seeing is, uh, you know, better hitting, I think, a um, little more controlled hitting uh, approaches at the plate. Um but at the same time, some of the girls are really letting loose. Like I think Joe's yeah. like, let it, let it fly, kiddo. And and Might given, well. yeah, and given him that vote of confidence, I think you're seeing it pay off. Uh, you know, in the hitting, and and so, um, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm looking forward to. It. You know, they got the the midweeks with uh, with Corpus Christi. Um, uh, we got two midweeks of Corpus Christi. Right. Then the test comes. Right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you go to Alabama. Yeah, and of course, um, as you know, it's what it's going to be. It's it's going to be a party. It's going to be just wild. the just the powerhouse. So, um, man, if you can nick one of those games, honestly, 
yeah. If you if you could just nick one, or even if you lose all three, if you keep them close, you know, stay away from getting run ruled. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's I, Alabama's just so good, and I get sick of saying that more than just in the fall. So, right. you know, but, but Al- Alabama is so good. Um, so, but again, you know, you got those midweek games, get a couple more, uh, uh, you know, under your belt. Um, maybe you get a little development. Somebody pops up, you know, you know, uh, in the circle. So you can, you have a little confidence in another arm, um, and, and keep the momentum going. That's the one thing I like about the midweek games coming off a sweep or even a series win. you can maintain that momentum as you head into your next, you know, conference series, you know, your next weekend series and the next weekend's huge. I mean, it's, it's huge. So if you can go to Alabama and win one, two, two of the games are going to be televised Thursday and, uh, and Saturday will be on uh, actually on the SEC network. So, well, I mean, like you have a certain level of swagger whenever you go in and you sweep mm-hmm. somebody, especially a, a ranked team. So, I mean, you know, you're talking about a team that everybody preseason looked at AM softball and said, you know, they just don't they don't have what we're looking for. Yeah. But you definitely have something that you're looking for in some form if you're sweeping a ranked opponent. So yeah. that's good news. Yeah, you know, AM wasn't on anybody's radar. And um, you know, and, and you look at it and they're you know, they were young. That was a big thing, is they're they're young. So it's just it's unproven. It doesn't matter how you recruit, it's how it's how you can play. And there is you know, that freshman year of just learning. And so you, you didn't have a ton of confidence, you knowing kind of, especially what's in the, the rest of the conference. You know, that's the other catch. It, it, it's not just, could they be a good team? But goodness, look at the competition they're going up against. And it's fun to see them really gelling and playing as a team. So it's, um, I think it'll be interesting to see where sure. this season goes. And you don't hang everything on the Alabama weekend either. So if you can nick one at Alabama, right. I think you feel pretty good about it. I think they feel great. So, so, I mean, so safe to say going forward, uh, softball's got a lot of potential. I mean, yeah, not, not expecting a lot out of the Alabama series, but at the same time, they take one or hell, if they take two, that's going to ring a lot of bells. Uh, if if they win the series at Alabama, we are bringing Gray back on. Oh, for sure. We're going to get because we need to get a reaction. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I so I think across the board, you really like what you're seeing with the momentum. You really sure. hope they can pull off the, you know these midweek games. You're, I mean, you'd love to see two run rules. That'd be you great. Know, it's, it's, you know, sweep South Carolina, run rule Tuesday, Wednesday, or is it Tuesday, Wednesday? Or, uh, yeah. Tuesday, uh, yeah, yeah. Run run rule them, and then go to Alabama with just a full head of steam, train barreling down the tracks. Right. So, so yeah, diamonds. gig them. Yeah, get out, get out to Davis. You know, uh, yeah. this you know, next weekend to flip on the SEC network Thursday and uh, um, Thursday and Saturday going to be on the SEC network. So flip it on and watch those girls. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, uh, we did kind of get everything kicked off with baseball at this point as well. So baseball is getting rock and rolling in the SEC play, um, and mixed results uh, <laughs> this is probably the best way we you, can put it um, you, to kind of go over everything. Um, we can get started uh, with you know, opening weekend. You know, you go on the road to Florida, and what was really two very winnable games uh, slip away from you, and unfortunately, you find yourself in a sweep. Uh, you know, to kick off conference play against a Florida team, which now, as time has gone on, they're still not looking one hundred percent. It's weird. It's they're, weird. They're, I, I don't think they're what anybody expected to see, but I also no. think that it's still Florida, and that switch may come on, and they may turn to the Florida we expect them to be. Right. So, you know, Florida ends up taking care of business against us, but then they get swept by South Carolina. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know what's going on with them. It's it's a weird, weird program. However, A&M has to turn around and try to have a good week the next week. Unfortunately, you drop the game to Rice. 
which is a huge RPI no. dump by losing that game because they're not a good program right now. They haven't been for a while. No. So, I mean, people always love to talk about, oh, well, Rice did whatever, whatever. I'm like, that was years ago, guys. This is not the same Rice program. I, I'm trying to remember the last time Rice was really good. I mean, well, it's been like five or six years even. I mean, honestly. 14 is the last time they hosted. And that's yeah. when, that's when us and Texas were both in that region. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Rice and, region. And, yeah. and set, you know, attendance records they're never going to break. <laughs> yeah, right. What is it? Uh, Reckling Park? Yeah. Oh, dude, I love Reckling Park. Great ball. Um, dude, Rice is a story program. Oh, but yeah. being story doesn't mean you're any good this year. And no. I'll tell you what, coming off, coming off that sweep, and uh, I can't remember if that game was on TV or if it was on my app, but I watched the game. Right. And watching the Rice players celebrate the end of the game, I I was I was glad that our players stayed in the dugout to watch that. Like, yeah. you need to watch what you just did. Well, yeah, I mean, it was completely inexcusable, especially mm. considering your start. I mean, their starter. Like ERA was over nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is completely inexcusable that you only get two hits on the guy. And then they brought in what the outfielder to close. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was so, bad. So you know, there, were, but, there was nothing good to say about that midweek. No, there was nothing good to say about those four games. It was just rough. Yeah. I mean, le- lefty was hitting okay, but then all of a sudden, we come into the weekend and people started making some adjustments. We start, you know, we saw. Um, you know, we saw uh, Hunter Coleman finally get back in the lineup where he belongs. And guess what? Good, he, good to see him back in it. It was good to see him in. And there is something about him and Ty Coleman being in that infield. It, yep. The dynamic changes. So all of a sudden we have solid infield play. We made a lot of good defensive plays. We had good pitching for the most part over the first couple of games. And then we just found our way into winning the series. Now, granted, one of them required a walk-off, and we blew a lead in game three that easily should have secured a sweep, but it yeah. was all, I would say, a positive weekend against Georgia. Well, the thing I'll say for having Hunter Coleman in is in the limited opportunities that he had had thus far, he had proven that he had a spot on that lineup, so it was oh. really surprising that he wasn't getting more opportunities to play. I'm wondering how much of that had to deal with injury or something else because it, it can't – you would hope, considering how old he is and how long he's been with this program, that that would not be an issue. Well, yeah. So it was – I don't know. It was surprising that he wasn't getting more opportunities. But, um, you know, another one that, that was that's getting some opportunities uh, that was it was nice to see is Bryce Blom. Oh, sure. I mean, you did see him running. You know, what's, what's the thing we say, though? You know, fifth-year seniors are, are the backbone of your lineup. You're probably not a very good club. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, but, but what's to... funny is, well, we've put, you love having the experience in the clubhouse, but you know, at A&M, you don't expect guys to stick around that long. You expect to end up in the draft, you know? Right. But, I mean, but what happened kind of is we, deal. yeah, but what happened is you plugged him in and this team kind of came alive. So, you know what? I don't care what the saying is. I don't care. We got six year seniors. If they're carrying the club, then the young boys can sit down and watch. Well, they can sit down, watch, learn. And I mean, you do need that senior leadership. I mean, you look at the, the Frizzells and the Coleman's and the Bloms and the guys that have been consistent within this program. You want that in the lineup, helping lead, especially early on in the season. Now, what leads to your long-term success, especially when you're getting towards the end, is that you stepping up in key situations. So right. you know, we're, we're going to get down to the stretch here where we're going to have the Arkansas series. We're going to have uh, LSU. 
Ole Miss, Mississippi State, all these series that are going to be critical uh, for any kind of hope for postseason play. And you got to step up those weekends, and it's going to be up to the young guys to do it. You're going to have to have those young guys contribute in key situations, and that's really what it comes down to. You know, it's – I mean, honestly, you want, you know, more veteran leadership and you know, with this year and COVID and all the rules and the eligibility stuff, you know, fifth year, I don't care. So having, you know, having that experience is great, but those young guys are going to have to figure it out. So hopefully when they're sitting, they're not hanging their head, but they're watching and they're learning. So that's, right. that's the, that's the one factor that you just don't know. Are they actually taking this time to better themselves and watch those senior at bats. And I do prefer seeing Mikey Honer in that lineup uh, yeah. behind the plate. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, you know, Taylor Smith. I think he's a good player. I think he's got some potential bats yeah. really not. I mean, I'm not really feeling it so much right now, but he's been decent behind the plate. Um, it's just, you know, that senior leadership was what was needed this past weekend. And they stepped up now this week. Uh, we do find ourselves uh, in you know, a couple of key games. You have a top 10 Texas coming in to Kyle Field. Yeah. I mean, Kevin coming into Olsen today. <laughs> yeah. Can we play him in Kyle? Yeah, can we play him in Kyle? No. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're playing them uh, at Olsen today uh, as of this recording. So uh, we don't have a result on that. We won't. But, you know, all metrics say Texas should probably win this game. Pretty comfortably. But, yeah, pretty comfortably. So I, I don't know anything about their midweek starters. I don't think you do. I don't. I don't watch. I haven't watched a lot of Texas baseball. I don't know if you have. I would say. Well, I've I've kept up enough to say that their midweek has looked pretty good. Yeah, and they've got like a established midweek guy. They don't kind of play right. the roundabout. So, so we got we have Nathan Detmer tonight, who's been our consistent Tuesday guy, and I think mm-hmm. he's gonna. I think he's gonna do just fine. I mean, he pitched well against Rice. He really did. Um, it's just we just couldn't hit. We couldn't hit. You know. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: if you hold a team to two runs. You should be able to score enough to beat that. Texas A&M should be able to if if you hold a team not named Vanderbilt to two runs, you, you should right. be able to. Yeah. Well, and, um, and, and and speaking of Vanderbilt, sorry, quick aside. My God, between Kumar Rocker and Leader, Jesus, those, they're they, they're ridiculous. And what's funny is I wasn't watching it, but I was getting ESPN alerts about he had a no hitter going to the seventh, and they pulled him like. Yeah. I bet you he wasn't even mad. He's like, "Yeah, I already got a no hitter. Whatever. Hey, let's rest yeah. my arm." You know, it's just I, I, unbelievable one-two punch at Vanderbilt. I, and and I know it's college baseball, so you got to put runs on the board. But man, they can go a long way on those two arms. They can. And like I said, with those two in the lineup, it's hard to say anybody's going to beat them in a series. Because I mean, you know, you have to face yeah. both of them. I mean, if all you got to do is score two runs to win every game that they're pitching you win every series it's ridiculous because because oh by the way vanderbilt's got some pretty good bats too <laughs> oh yeah no hey, i mean it's a great combo you know going back real quick to that experience thing i want to uh, touch yeah. on it you know behind the plate and and i and i i you know baseball was the first sport i played and i played catcher and i loved playing catcher you really are mm-hmm. you're in charge of it and yeah. i think that there I, there there isn't a more important position on the diamond to have senior leadership than behind the plate 100%. And, and, and while, you know, the back guy, he's, he's going to be good and catchers develop. And again, you know, you are talking about a big leap from being a high school catcher to a college catcher. It's, it's a big difference. Yeah. Um, and you've got to have time to develop, but he's got to have those games. You know, we've got to play him. He's got to get in and get the experience, yeah. but man, and especially going into something like, like tonight, like Honer better be behind the plate tonight. Oh, 100%. He's going to be there. Um, you got to think um, just really, I mean, most of the senior leadership will be on the field for that game. 
Um, as they should be because they know how to beat Texas. They, yeah, mean, they know they, how to beat Texas. They exactly. know how to do it. They've done it. So, um, you know, it's not an ideal situation as far as, you know, what we're coming into on this game. But here's the deal. Even even as an underdog, I mean, one of the big things is midweek games and rivalry games, by definition, they are weird and weird things happen. When, so, when emotions get flowing, baseball can be a hard game to play. So, and, you know, it's going to be weird because Olsen's not in its normal setup. Now, we did get confirmation um, We yeah, after pestering him a little bit. <laughs> um, but Ross finally opened up and said, not only will it be students, but it's going to be GA back in 202 and 203 next year, as it should be. They're going they should to do a trial run tonight. Just saying. That's what I said. <laughs> but, and they said, you know, we don't want to deal with the headache of having to move this the you know the season ticket holders yeah, i understand i don't care get them out of my seat <laughs> <laughs> well it's, you know it's funny but yeah it's all right. well i remember i think it was like the kentucky game basketball game when i was a yell leader and it was getting close and it was the one like we almost won at reed mm-hmm. and and uh, one of the a former student uh, and a buddy of mine actually was running around at the end he was telling us he was like hey tell the students to rush the court we'll pay the fine we already have it covered like they had talked amongst themselves like they were happy to pay the fine nice. so like so can we just pack olsen and pay the fine tonight can we just do that yeah, man, I'll tell you what. I mean, the only problem is they're they're really strict about you not rushing the field at baseball because no, no, no. They, they will yeah. stop you. No, I just I back. just no, I, I just I just want to I just want to pack Olsen. Like I let's mean, let's, nice. let's lift the percentage ban. I'll look, I'll go up to the health department and put a broom through the door so they can't get out, you know, and come up and shut us down. That, yes. I mean, but, here's uh, yeah. the deal. I mean, if if ever there was a time I mean, they say they're like the SEC is meeting about this tomorrow, which is conveniently a day after we play, which is, I mean, just sucks because, I mean, I think at this point, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not ideal. Um, I'm not a big fan of it, of course, but it'll be fine. Yeah. We'll make it work. I mean, I got to take it in the stands tonight. Originally I was going to go just stand in the alley, but a friend of mine reached out and said, Hey, you need to be in the stands for this one. Nice. And so well, I'm giving you a ticket. I'm like, well, I, well, I hope they, that. I hope they pack the alley too. And, and it will. And I guarantee you, there's probably gonna be a lot of beefing out there. Cause it's not policed. I yep. do. I do think what's going to happen with the alley is you're going to see a bit of a dynamic shift as how they treat it going mm-hmm. forward based on how things go today. Cause if there's a lot of mixing out there, and it's not, they're, you know, security there. There's going to be problems, and they will they'll take care. They're of gonna, yeah, they're going to have to find a way to, even if it's just like open, like the the beer gardens were, where it's kind of open but it's still controlled. They right. may have to look into some sort of control going on out there, or at least just have security out there. Oh yeah, well, well I mean, absolutely. All this tuition and all these fees and all the fees that come with you know tickets and 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 season tickets and all this stuff that includes security. So put security mm-hmm. out there. Like be lean forward in this foxhole. Don't don't be reactive. Be proactive. Hopefully, but we'll find out tonight. That's for sure. Oh, we definitely will. So I mean, I mean, my expectations for the game. Do I think Texas wins? Probably. Will I be absolutely one hundred percent surprised and thrilled when we win? Yes. I've got A&M winning off of Bryce Blom walk-off. 
that would be incredible between him and Ty Coleman. Ty Coleman has been hot, hot, hot. He has. Really. He's yeah, smoldering right now. So yeah, and again, it's one of those where if that lineup card comes out and Ty and Will and Blom aren't in the and Honer aren't in the lineup, I mean, That's I, the point. you can wiggle a little bit with Blom, I guess, but he's been playing well too. They're all playing. He's well. he's, he's getting the barrel on the ball. We know Blom runs well. You know, and he's an above average fielder. And this is one of those games where having the experience on the diamond, not just baseball experience, but man, the experience of playing in the rivalry mm. is massive. It, you're sure. going to be calmer at the plate. You're going to be calmer in the field. Um, you know, the pitchers, you know, pitchers are going to be a little more relaxed. And that's and that's always the big thing, I think, with rivalry uh, like this, you know, where we're not in the same conference, but, you know, at least baseball could figure it out to play it. The emotions when you're on the mound are are it's the most dangerous thing to a pitcher is to get too emotionally involved involved in it. You know, you're overthrowing, you're you're um you're you're darting pitches in the dirt, you're burying them in the dirt. And if you get into a bullpen, you never know. And if you get into a bullpen early, I mean there are very few teams in the country who have an extensive bullpen. Uh, that can really, you know, give you five innings, six innings of, of shutdown because we're we're capable of playing good baseball, baseball. So we just don't know what's going to show up tonight at the diamond. But man, I'd love to see one of those more senior guys have a walk off. Yeah, Mikey Honer. Yeah, you know, let's let's yeah. do major league. You know, Mikey Honer calls his shot and then lays down a bunt and you know beats out the throw to first. Oh, why not? You know, whatever <laughs> works for us. I mean, so Texas well, big game. But but now now let's say this, man. This isn't your season. Sure. It's not, it's not even a conference game. You'd love it. You love the bragging rights, but win or lose, you go to Missouri this weekend. Right. Which is at this stage, much like this past weekend in this podcaster's humble opinion. Yes. It's a win series. Ideally it's a sweep of the series because let's face it. Missouri is not a good program. They are not. So, and and we're getting to the part of the season where we may have to start sounding some alarms. If if they go to Missouri and they don't win that series against a poor baseball team, to be honest. They are. Um, if you don't win that series, then we've really got to talk about if we can make it to the postseason. Because if you can't beat Missouri, it's mm-hmm. not getting any easier than Missouri. Missouri's got to be the worst team in the league, right? They're up there. Um, one thing I will or, or say, down there. Or, or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, we actually went into this past weekend ahead of Georgia. They did their projections for the field of 64. And we weren't in the last four in. We weren't in the last four out. We were in the next four out. We're out. So wow. we're, in, we're in the eight that are just not anywhere near the top of the point. So you're talking about skating on very thin ice. Uh, for and, postseason right now, and it, the road does not get easier. Well, and right now you can point directly to one game, and you said it earlier, that freaking Rice game, man. It just blows your RPI to shit. It did, and it, and the thing is it was at home. And, you know, beating Missouri isn't going to do much for you, but no. losing to Missouri will kill you. Yes. So well, they need it. to – you know, got Missouri, then they got the Sam Houston. That's at Sam Houston, and, and again – And you that know, will us, be a little bit less of a hamper because Sam's been a good program, but – us in midweek games this year, I just don't know, you know. Which is unusual for Rob Childers' coach teams. Yes. Like they normally do very well for, for midweeks, so and that's just, why it's, it's so concerning. It's been a struggle. 
But it has been nice to see, like you said, like you said, Detmer looks like he's really emerged, you know, for, for the, for the midweek. Um, and then, so in regards to what happens tonight, because again, West Texas ninth, right? yeah, they're, they're top 10. I've, I've seen them all the way up to five in some polls. Okay. So they're easily top 10. Yeah. Um, so no matter what happens tonight, you've got to win Missouri. You've got, you, you really need to sweep Missouri, but you've got yes. to win the series. Mm-hmm. You, like you have to win the series. You've got to beat Sam and then you get Alabama here. Which Alabama has been a decent program so far no, this year. So yeah, they're good. So that's really, if, if <clears throat> I, let's just say we lose tonight, but you go win, um, two of the three at Missouri and you beat Sam that Alabama series then becomes your whole season isn't hinging on it, but man, we're starting to get to that point. All right. And the things like I said, winnable series, you get mm-hmm. Georgia, you get Missouri, you get Alabama, all winnable yep. series. Now our next very winnable series is not late until we play Auburn at this point, every other one of those series, we are going to be not favored in. So we really have a lot of work to do. What about Tennessee? Oh, Tennessee's ranked. They just swept LSU, dude. Oh, ugh. yeah. Tennessee's yeah, like on you fire got, right now. Yeah, after Bama, you got Arkansas and then Tennessee and then Mississippi State. Yeah, and that's that's going to be probably and, the uh, toughest stretch we have all year. And Arkansas and Mississippi State are both on the road. Womp, womp. So yeah. It's about as tough of a stretch as we could ask for. Yeah, there's no getting swept the rest of the year. No, we and there's, can't. We can't afford to. You can't get swept. You can't lose the series at Missouri. No. Now, if you sweep the series at Missouri, even though Missouri's bad, you know it's a con- those are conference wins. Right. Um, to make to make the tournament, like I think the general rule of thumb is you need to win fifteen of your games in conference play, and you get thirty of them. So you need to run about half. Yeah. So you've you so got to you got to two. Yeah, you've got to nick a game with Arkansas. You've got to nick a game with Mississippi State. You know, you, you got to sweep Missouri. You, you got to sweep take, Missouri. You got to take two at bare minimum, two or three against Alabama. And no more midweek point, losses. You need to sweep uh, Auburn. That needs to happen. Yeah, so you there's got. A, there's a lot of work to do. You got three midweek games after tonight. Mm-hmm. You you can't lose them. No. Let's, there's no more – Yeah, but if, if you can go through and you win the other three midweek games, if you are able to win tonight against Texas, you turn that Rice loss on its ear. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, no, it, 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 it's definitely a negated situation to an extent. Now, bad RPI losses are going to sit around. Those aren't going away. But you but, are going but, to definitely help your case by beating in Texas. Really good RPI wins can can push a good narrative. Which and is again, what this is. yeah, you'd rather, you know, you want to win later. You know, you want to lose earlier and win later. So, you know, if if you'd beat Texas and then you come back and lose to Rice, the story. But you can but, get that taste out of your mouth of that Rice game. Right. We have more to gain than we have to lose. We have nothing to lose tonight. No. Nothing. We lost to Rice, so we have nothing to lose tonight. And and I hope and, and honestly we we've seen this all the years since we started playing Texas again. Rob treats this like it's an important you know, game. It's it's isn't just a Tuesday game. He does like he's got people ready. He's he'll make changes. He wants to win this game. Yeah. And, and, so, and he understands I mean it, there's recruiting implications for him too. He understands are. that. Oh yeah. So we're excited about it. I mean, it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun day, win or lose. Yeah, I'm we're looking, playing the Sips. I'm looking forward to being out there. It's gonna be a great time. So I'm off, baby. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Oh, I, I will be watching 
the game. I won't be there. I'll be watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will be a good number of cold silver bullets I put down. It. All right. So uh, I wanted to jump in on some questions here that we did have. Um, and then we'll move on uh, from there. And you said they were from a while back. So, again, I apologize. The Army right. training just kind of screwed everything up. So it's from um, my buddy uh, Daniel Gilbert, uh, Daniel G underscore 910. Um, he did ask us a handful of questions. So this will cover uh, cover what we got. So Right on. Okay. So this one I'm going to direct to you first, and I'll follow up. Favorite and least favorite memory of A&M while you were a student? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing he's talking about sports. I mean, it could be sports, but I mean, I think just in general, like, I mean, I, I, really, I, I, I think it'd be more fun to do it that way. Cause I mean, we could all, cause you and I were there about the same time. We can relate to the same things. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I got some really good grades on tests and to be honest, there's no greater feel on the planet than destroying a test in a, in a difficult class. Mm-hmm. Um, however, my favorite memory has still got to be uh, the bowl game, uh, the Duke bowl game, the Chick-fil-A uh, where Tony Hurd jumped in my arms. I mean, that's an all timer. That's oh, not just sure. at A&M. That's an all time like dream. You, you have to realize I like, it's like my life flashed before my eyes. It's th- something I dreamed of since I was probably like two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, so not just that comeback and, and it being ridiculous uh, in it in and of itself, but just the, the happenstance of me being in that end zone because Roy's tiny little bladder couldn't hold it anymore. So mm-hmm. I had to run to go potty and I came out and Tony Herb goes pick six and jumps, jumps in my arms. I just. That was top notch. Yeah. The absolute top notch and worst moment. He asked for worst moment too, huh? Mm-hmm. Worst moment. Uh, I, I mean the first half of that game. <laughs> oh, oh, that was, that was uh, bad. Worst moment was probably, and yeah, I remember like a lot of this is just through the lens of being a yell leader. Sure. Um, probably the LSU loss at LSU when it was cold, raining, we wore those God awful gray uniforms. That entire experience was terrible. They were, I mean, they were, uh, they were yelling at my wife and my wife brought her friend and they were just downright crude and disgusting. And, Mm -hmm. um, so that was probably worst experience. Oh, tied for the best thing, uh, was actually election night for when I was running for junior Yale. Nice. Yeah. That was when, when our names got called, it was, uh, I, it was Surreal. crazy, man. It was so crazy. You know, to, yeah. to, to come back and, and try and try and be a yell leader as, as an old fart and, and for the student body to really embrace me was <clears throat> that, that, you know what, that's probably my best moment at A&M nice. it was, it was getting elected and, and realizing a kind of a childhood dream. Really? It really was. That's awesome. Well, I could say uh, probably my favorite, <clears throat> probably my favorite moment was when I was a freshman, uh, we actually had a, the unique opportunity to sing for H.W. Um, Bush on campus. Um, one thing that was really cool about getting to do that was uh, it was at the library uh, for a big event. Um, and we went out and we sang God Bless the USA with Lee Greenwood. He was there. What? Yeah. So he so he was kind of singing lead on it while the rest of us were doing the backing vocals. It was it was a pretty unique experience. But, you know, had a chance to shake his hand and he talked with each of us. It was I mean, just down to earth, and that's that is cool, man. That is really cool. I'd forgotten you were in the scene, cadets. Yeah, so that was easily like I would say probably the absolute coolest moment for me. That is cool. I was like, hey, former president of the United States, who gets to meet them? Very often, you know, not very often. Uh, Probably my least favorite, honestly, was um, Game Three of the regional against Texas Mm. in at Rice. Uh, Because you know, Game Two, we came back and won it. And then they blew the doors off in game three and it was just like, great. 
Here we go again. Lose the Texas. <laughs> Here we go uh, again. But La tida. Know, well, well, and and a very close second to that was obviously 2011. Man, that that last kick. Dude, that was that was brutal. so gutting. I was front row, you know, for the SIP game. You're in your midnights. You know, you got the co. You're full blown Eisenhower's. Um, my best friend. Uh, I, I I brought. Uh, to the game um he's not real good with crowds so i was like i'll get front row tickets man that way you won't have to worry about anything mm -hmm. so we were up against the wall you know the, the concrete barrier and just what a kick in the junk it and was. i get that and i get the yeah but that led us to <clears throat> join the sec and blah 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 doesn't, doesn't change <laughs> doesn't change that moment at no, all no no th no that moment um yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that moment was just an absolute slobber knock. And the thing was, to make it worse, I started walking out of the stadium back up the steps, and there was a dude about four rows back that was in a Texas shirt looking down at every single one of us holding his horns up just like, like a freaking hawk. Uh, and I, and I, it was very close, but I held off of punching him in the junk when I walked by. <laughs> I, I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not going there. And, and a very close second to that experience was seeing on the jumbotron the fact that it wasn't a penalty. Right. I, yeah, I was that, hoping for was something. Was it targeting or, or unnecessary roughness? I think roughness. I think is what they call them. Oh man, that penalty and early seeing, in the drive. Oh. And and seeing that and knowing that it was like there are points when you're an Aggie, as an Aggie, you're like, dude, this hissing is dumb. We need to be booing. That was a moment. Uh, that was the first time I ever heard booing at Kyle actively, and that was powerful. Loud. It was loud. It was powerful. And then, and then the LSU offsides. That was a good one, too. I, yeah, I was right behind the official uh, who didn't call it. <clears throat> you know, they've got that dotted line around the field, and I had my toe right up against it. I was leaned over as best mm -hmm. I could, just blowing at him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, once you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent of booing, especially when it comes to bad officiating. Because that gets officials. them on track. Yeah. You can boo officials. Right. Because I mean that puts that'll set them right. Because if they you do are, that, yep. <laughs> they'll learn. You are not authorized, as far as I'm concerned as an Aggie, to boo college players. And I don't do that. And unless like the dude kicks somebody clear as day while he's on the ground, like right. you can boo unsportsmanlike conduct. Oh sure. You know, if you take your helmet off and go after one of our players, like it's okay to boo you. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah, nice. so yeah, best best and worst moments. Huh. For sure. Okay, uh, next question for you. Who would win? I'm going to assume neutral site, so Kyle Field, uh, between <laughs> between the 2012 A&M football team and the 2020 A&M football team. Who wins and why? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, both offensive lines were phenomenal. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, honestly, I, I, I think uh, – I think 2020 or I think 2012 loses and, and for the same reason that they lost that year and, and didn't fulfill really their potential. Didn't have a defense. So, it's, it's just, just flat out. I, our offense from last year could score on that defense all day. So I, I will say, <clears throat> I, I agree. I think whenever we go 2020 versus 2012, what I will say about the 20 team winning that game is once again, I think the defense would be able to make key stops and also, here's the other thing. I have two words for you. Taylor Bertolette. <laughs> we win that game well, because he missed. I mean, 20, 2020 wins that game because he misses a last chance field goal. 
Well, it, well, another thing is not only did 2012 not have the defense, but man, right. 2020 did. Mm-hmm. And so even for a guy just ridiculously electric as Johnny Manziel was, and you know, you, you have better, him, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but you have better linebackers and you have a better nickel. And so the, the ability to at least semi contain Johnny exists The well, 2012 <laughs> defense against Kellen. I, I don't think they could stop him. Not no, with Meyer. Meyer. Nope. No, and on the, yeah, not with the tight end play. What I think about with that 2012 team versus the 2020 team, you look at, um, once again, yeah, the line play was just about perfect for our offense, so that wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. You look at the games that we lost that year in 12, and one of the games we lost was LSU, and it was a defensive effort that put Johnny on his butt, and that's basically what mm-hmm. we would have been. Yeah. Yeah. No, we absolutely have the defense to play with that offense. And then on top of that, I got two words for you. They're going to going to make you barf a little wheel route. Oh, yeah. So 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 really all we would have to do all game is either send Weidermeyer or, you know, Devon on a wheel route. Just take your pick, pick your poison. You know, Spiller, you know, because in the backfield, the, the the backfield in 2020 is better than the 2012 backfield. And the 2012 backfield was good. Oh, it was great. But, I uh, mean, but our backfield right now is just disgusting. I mean, I mean, a- a- they're chain, so good. I mean, God. a chain's ridiculous. Spiller. Um, Spiller's great. I mean, good <sighs> Lord. I, I, I think Spiller, um, depending <laughs> on how we run the offense, obviously, but I think Spiller has the opportunity to be the leading rusher in the SEC next year. Absolutely. Again, well, it's just. I, I think I think he'll crack, you know, top five in the nation next year. Assuming, assuming a little bit of workhorse load, though. But and and but we have options, so maybe he it does, just, maybe he doesn't. Well, it reminds me of like the Chubb situation, the Gurley situation, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Whenever Georgia just had those incredible running backs, just constantly. That's where I feel like we're at, and it feels like every new guy that comes in is just adding fuel to the fire. It's. It seems like in the backfield, who we recruit is better than like recruiting wise. He was, he was ranked higher than the guy before, and ranked oh, higher yeah. than the guy before. So and it's playing up to their potential. Yeah, it is an embarrassment of riches in the backfield right now. It's a beautiful thing. All right. So next question. Uh, so we can both agree, twenty twenty wins that game. Yes, and honestly, I'm not sure that it's close. Mostly because I think it's a lot. There's a lot of points on the board, but the twenty twelve defense just there'd be two or three stops that they couldn't make that the 2020 defense could. So I still think you're looking at like a two score game. Right. I agree, man. Uh, so let me get the other one here. If you could uh, interview any uh, Texas A&M athlete at any point, I'm assuming live, <laughs> dead, whatever, if you could, who would it be and why? Oh man. That's a lot of athletes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think interviewing Randy Matson at the Olympics would have been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, you know, uh, you know, Bucky was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Bucky, Bucky is hilarious, by the way. I love. Oh, Bucky. sure. Um, yeah, I'm kind of. It's tough for me because, like, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I've gotten to talk to so many people that I, you know, growing up I wanted to talk to, and then just, you know, with all the functions being a yell leader, you get to meet so many people, and it just blows your mind. Like, you know, I know R.C. Slocum well. That's insane to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I know Jackie Sherrill. Um, Jackie's always. I tell you what, you ever get a chance to hang out and talk to Jackie Sherrill? It's a blast. Um, But athlete wise, gosh, I don't know, man. I've talked to most of those guys. I mean. <clears throat> I mean, I think about guys I wouldn't mind talking to. 
I mean, just I think on a one-on-one, I think Von Miller would be a hell of a conversation, a hell of a oh, cut-up yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, if we're going off of baseball, which is obviously my, my baby, I would love to sit down and just kind of experience through the eyes of John Byington what happened in 89. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, big I, I bad wanna, John. Oh, man. I, because who hits two walk-off home runs <laughs> right. on the same day? <clears throat> Against your biggest opponent that you could play that year. <laughs> Big Bad John does. That's who Big does. Bad, Big Bad John did. I mean, yeah, awesome. Byington would be a great one. I think uh, Johnny would obviously be a good one to talk, not, you know, and we've seen some of his interviews, but to really talk to him about stuff other than just football. Well, yeah, I just kind of know where his mindset was. I mean, really from the end of his AM career through the end of his NFL career, I yeah. want to know what happened there. Yeah. And it seems like he's more open to talking about it as the years go on. Yeah. Um, I'd say baseball, there's one I'd like to talk to. And it would be a really tough interview. And I, he'd probably never agree to it. Who's that? Um, be Chuck Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch. I'd love to, I'd love, yeah. I'd love to talk to him about his playing days at AM. I'd love to talk to him about getting to play in the pinstripes, you know, getting to play for the Yankees. It's yeah. whether you like the Yankees or hate them, that's quite an accomplishment in life. It is. And then to really talk to him about once he started getting the yips. You know, the mm-hmm. ability to throw to first base, it ruined his career. You know, he yeah. left baseball and to talk to him about, you know, what was really going on. And, and, you know, years later, how do you, you know, how do you reconcile the fact that really the, one of the simplest parts of the sport that you grew up loving to play and, and excelled at right. failed you, you know, mm-hmm. what do you do? Where do you go? And I know, <clears throat> I mean, Chuck's successful. He's, he's, he's a su- successful person, uh, you know, baseball or not, but, but I'd love to talk to, you know, he, he should probably be a motivational speaker and probably write a book about it. You mm-hmm. know, when, you know, when you want to be a baseball player, but you can't remember how to throw, mm-hmm. it was, man, it was tough. It was tough to it watch, tough. but, but For I think sure. that'd be an interesting interview to, to hear it from his perspective and how he dealt with that. And, um, you know, cause when you're a professional athlete, you're at the top of the world, right? That's what you grow up wanting to do and, and wanting to be. And, and then you actually reach that pinnacle. And then, you know, a, a, a simple thing fails you. It wasn't an injury. It was just, it was weird, man. Yeah, God, I remember it was so weird. Thing. Yeah. So I, I would, that would be one. I, w- I would love to talk, talk to him and, and just have him, you know, talk about his experience with that going yeah. from the top of the world to not, not be able to play the game that he played so well for so long. Yeah. And I think that God, he was fun to watch at A&M too. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, you know, being on the, on the 89 team. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, 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 he's honestly, I think Chuck is probably top five. Maybe maybe top five, maybe top ten players to come through AM. Oh, one hundred percent. He's he's right up there. Uh, he yeah, is not a top notch player. Yeah, not only with how good he was here, but then the career that he had, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the big leagues. God, he was good. I mean, I mean, look at like some of the classic names. I mean, names that have come through this program that you could associate with just dominance. He was one of them. Tyler Naquin's one of them. Yep. Um, but you know, you just have a lot of great names over the course of baseball and that list has continued to grow, which is cool to see, but you know, he's still back, one of them, but, but that back then he was definitely one of them and still is. Yep. Um, finally last and probably least, uh, least out of our hands or the most out of our hands, which is uh, when are the script hoodies coming to be released to the public? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if I knew the answer to that, I would scream it from the top of Kyle. Um, um, I'd have them already. <laughs> you, you know, you know, as well as I do that it's all up to the licensing. Um, oh, you'll like this. You'll like this Time out. Literally as we're tweet, as we're doing this, Chuck Knobloch tweeted at the two Oh three Twitter and said, go get them boys. Oh, 
That is awesome. Chuck, oh my God, if you're listening, I would love to have that interview. And, and I, I, I understand if you don't want to, and but I, I would love, love, love you. If, if Chuck Knobloch ever listened to this, yeah, right. But yeah. man, oh God, I would love to sit down with him and just talk. Because I want to talk about his playing days at A&M too. Oh, for sure. Man, I mean, man when you're when you're... God, when you're out of school playing in kind of the heyday of the program, God, what a blast, man. Oh, yeah. And, that, and, that's and, great. And, I mean, we were in the middle of it with football. Baseball was good. We had a basketball team. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, they were well, there. <laughs> well, and and even you know those are also some great years for, for Aggie softball. If I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. you know the the eighties the eighties were good. Eighties were good to A and M. And especially once we ripped Jackie Sherrill from Pitt, you know everything just kind of started clicking. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that is just so cool to me that Chuck just tweeted out. And that's I mean it's like divine fan girl, fan girl. We love all that. day. We love that. So, so that's yeah. So that's pretty much what I got at this point. Um, uh, God, so, so great, so cool. All right, so personal things coming up. Um, so we are official moving forward. I have started on, and I will be rolling with Carson Jeffrey. Uh, for these next several weeks so, I so mean, now you can say it now we can say it you know it's kind of been in the works something we've been working on but uh we are officially good to go with carson um my next few shows are going to be pretty busy we got um cheatham street and san marcus this friday Levin Moore and plano saturday uh hurricane harry's in college station next friday and then we're going on a four-show run. We're going to be heading up in uh, Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas, and Lincoln, Nebraska before nice. we come back down. And we'll be in Manhattan, Kansas. So, you know, it's going to be a party. It's going to be there you go, the, the Little Apple. Yeah, Little Apple, Aggieville, all that fun stuff. So that'll be cool. But, uh, yeah, and then we're just going to be playing all over the dang place. And it's, you know, two to three shows a weekend. And as often as I can, I'll fill you guys in on when and where and how. But. Uh, yeah, the ninth we'll be at Hurricane Harry's and College Station. So come, come party with us. That's fun. Well, that's cool. And I don't, I don't mean to brag, but I knew about it before y'all did. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, um, and that's really great, man. Uh, yeah, that, that is that is a busy schedule. But that's why you do it, right? You don't do it just to sit around in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, personal for me. I just um, I'm still working on something behind the scenes. It's apparently not moving as rapidly as Rob is. Um, oh, that's all right. But, uh, it, it's not a band, so don't worry. Um, oh, that that'd be that'd be fun though. We'd love oh, that. Mm, yeah, I should stay in the garage for for my musical career. Um, but uh, you know, still still rocking and roll at the restaurant. Um, we're actually going to be putting out some strip maps uh for the restaurant now that they've decided to just completely shut down george bush from time to time for construction mm-hmm. so we're going to show you guys a little easier ways to cut through southgate to get to us um still doing the uh, smoke chili dogs on home weekends for baseball or softball right. and because it's a big game and this will be a little late but it's on twitter um we're actually doing the smoke chili dogs today and uh you know, about 30 minutes at three o'clock so for the right. baseball crowd out there um if you want to swing by good bull and grab you a smoke chili dog before you head to olsen um and watch us beat the hell out of TU. Uh you know, we'll be open. Nice. So that's gonna be fun, man. Exciting. Good times, but yeah, hey. I, I've got a bunch of stuff going on. I just can't talk about any of it, you know. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. Well, hey guys, um be sure to like, you know, once again, check us out on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, be sure to give us those likes, those five star views. Be sure to like our stuff on YouTube where it gets posted, and of course, um, 
be sure to share it with your friends because we're really excited about getting to do this podcast with you guys and we'll we'll answer a ton of questions too yeah you you, your friends you can ask us whatever um i i did forget i do have one psa one public service announcement what you got my daughter turned 16 on friday so for those of you who live in the bryan college station area i'm just letting you know that tuesday my daughter will begin driving by herself. In other words, so, get off the roads. So heads up. <laughs> no, she, she's a, she's a good driver. She's she's cautious. Um, she's 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 kind of overly cautious. Kind of like um, me whenever I was start driving. So I get yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, yeah, I'm I'm old enough to have a 16 year old man. What the hell? Yeah, life flies by, man. And it like does. Enjoy, enjoy it while you can. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm about a uh, within the next month I will be dropping. Uh, I believe so. I, I'm. A, I'm trying to. I will be dropping my retirement packet for the United States Army. Oh man, isn't that wild? Dude, the party is going to be intense. I believe it. Gonna be a lot of old parts though, probably. That's okay. But I'll invite you know. But like, like you know, you, know, you and, fun. <clears throat> well, I'll only invite the fun old people. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yes. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think Hunter Shirtliff, yeah, from the fan show on Tex Ags and, and Shirtliff Law, uh, you know, Hunter and his wife are, are going to come and, you know, a couple of my buddies. And um, I probably actually know a couple of students that, that I would invite um, <clears throat> a couple. Uh, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they want to hang. I don't know if they want to. You know, when you're 21 years old, your retirement parties really aren't on your radar. <laughs> right. No, I get that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, we're I'm. I'm going to burn it down straight up. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, that's all I got. Uh, just, I'm looking forward to, to the game tonight and, um, you know, you, you guys will catch this the, probably the day later or the day after, but, um, you know, keep going good bull, uh, you know, keep, keep going, getting barbecue and, and go to Rob's shows and, and just enjoy it, man. The weather's turning nice. Everything's turning green. It's hard to complain. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be great. Well, hey, we appreciate y'all listening in. This was the uh, Red Ass Podcast. And, of course, uh, we will catch you in on the next one. Beat the hell out of T.U., baby. Yes, beat the hell out of T.U., Giggum. Yeah.